0: And welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan. I am your host, R.T. Fleming, and it is my mission to help you find your next digital comic book pick from the golden age to now. I have been reading comic books for over 40 years and have never lost my passion for comic books. It's something I try to pass on to old and new readers. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Fantastic Comic Fan podcast for... April 21st, 2022. It is my pleasure to welcome back Ross Aitken of the Stop Let's Team Up podcast as we talk about Marie Severin. I am not going to go on much about the intro because our interview is a little bit long and we mostly talk about Marie Severin. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any comments, please let us know. I'm a fantastic comment fan, all one word, gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Today I'm welcoming back, Ross Aiken from the Stop... Oh, what was it again,
1: Ross? (laughs) Stop, let's team up.
0: Okay. That's the uh, podcast. Uh, Ross was on here um, several months back talking about Black Canary. Um, Today we are going to talk about a Silver Age artist. Um, And when you talk about Silver Age artists, Ross, the big names always come up. Kirby, Ditko, Vermita... You know, just name a few. But people tend to forget about Marie Severinsen, or Severin.
1: Severin. Singular.
0: Which is understandable because women didn't work in comic books back then very much. At all. You know, she actually started in the golden age as a colorist at EC Comics. Of all places. Then she started working at Marvel in the production department, where many people got to um, and then when Ditko left for Doctor Strange, Stanley picked her to do the pencils for the series, and to me that like was a big honor for him to, you know, choose her of all the people. I mean that's a big, you know.
1: Yeah, it. it I, you know, to be honest, you you pick we you picked this topic and I was interested and I knew her art a little bit more from not Brandat, but I so I went and I just went on the Marvel app and put in her name and started reading some of the. Her Hulk, I started reading her Hulk first, and then you said the Doc Strange, and I'd forgotten that she had drawn Doc Strange. And I forgot, <coughs> how, I forgot how unique and perfect his, her art is for both those books. Yes.
0: And um, a lot of people don't know about Matt Eck, whichever, which is Marvel's short-lived humor book um, during the Silver Age. Um, and it put fun to its creators, the characters, and even the, a certain distinguished competitor. Um, but what it made it kind of unique is that everybody at Marvel, the whole bullpen, had contributed to it. Gene Collin, Jack Kirby, Roy Thomas, and even Marie, you know, did stuff in it. Um, do you think it still holds up as a good parody, even after all this time?
1: You, ha- it, you it, think? I, th- I think it's still funny. I think you have to have a point of reference. You know, if, uh, like, you have to know who Superman is, because isn't it, what is it, Super Duper Man? Super Duper Man. Super Duper Man. Um, And, like, you'll get the Spider-Man jokes and stuff like that, but, you know, some of the, because the characters people associate with Marvel now are different than Silver Age. You know, there are some of the big guns, but Cap's different. You know, Iron Man's... Different, a little bit different, also. yeah, yeah. They all they have all of you know, because time changes, you know. What is it every five to ten years you're you have to get a new audience in comic books?
0: Well, at least Marvel kind of keeps things the same, unlike DC, who let's just like get rid of this, and let's just retroactively do this, and let's just forget yeah, about
1: they, that. They, they do complete reboots instead of just little tweaks, yes, yeah. Um, um well I think I want to say pie. this in the in the 90s and the early 2000s when they um when they went to we don't care about continuity um when like they had Morrison writing and he all the stuff he wrote for Marvel was really good but when Morrison and Miller and Millar and other people I don't want to have to deal with your cumbersome continuity and yeah. they just blow it <laughs> off and then they contradict stuff and you have Two different books in the same line that don't mesh up anymore.
0: My whole thing is when they did Christ and Infinite Earths, they should have kept Earth 1, 2, 3, and S, and maybe X, and all these problems
1: have completely disappeared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, it's continuity is, was so much more important even 10 years ago. I don't, you know, I don't think they, they really they care at all to, anymore.
0: Now, yeah, you know, uh, that's one of my biggest peeves is you got all these these events and things going on, like in Marvel and even DC, and they just forget about them in other comic books, and, you know, they don't reference anything to what's going on hardly. I mean, you had the the dark rain going on at the same time as the death of uh, Doctor Strange, and there's, like, no real connection, you know, <clears throat> to any of the stuff. It's just even Spider-Man, you know, when Ben and Riley replaced him, there's just a few references here and there. And it's like, well, for the most part, they just all go off into the little dumps and forget about what's going on. And DC does
1: that with their, you know, their metal and their
0: doomsday clock. They just kind of like, well, maybe sort of it kind of fits in between here and here.
1: And now their new reasoning is it's all happened. And we'll never yeah. explain why. And we're just going to. And there looks like they're going to another reboot. It's like, stop. Pick one. Can, you know, just pick one. Yes. Yeah. Pick one. I mean, because I have to say, is I'm one of those people, I'm at that age, the kind of, I was a teenager when Crisis happened, and I liked a lot of what happened after Crisis when it came to certain books. I think they screwed up Hawkman because they had two, you know, they didn't tell, they told Tim Truman to make a new origin and then went, oh, wait a minute, we've been referencing he's been around for years. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, But I liked Wally's Flash. I was never a fan of Barry. That was my brother's flash, my big brother's flash. I didn't like... Carrie Bates' flash got old. I read it, but it was... He may have been on the book a little too long.
0: I think that that flash, Barry Allen, lost it when they killed off Iris. Yeah. Um, That's That's when they did... You know, back then, during that whole period, they actually killed off quite a few characters. They killed off Iris. They killed off Aqua Baby. They killed off... The original um, Batwoman, um, Batman got killed off, and they all uh, pretty much stayed, you know, dead from that continuity. Kind of there was no bringing them back. So, but yeah, I think that's when they um, completely lost Flash. And I remember buying that it was Flash two seventy five. Like what? They killed Iris off.
1: But it what? was supposed to be a, It was supposed to be a confined arc where she came back, but yeah. it took him what, like three and a half years.
0: Um, she didn't come back until the very end during crisis just before crisis is when she finally came back
1: his last issue yep yep Wow.
0: so let's get back to I want to talk about not Brent brand at number three which has the origin of Brucey banter and friend now this is actually Marie's first shot of drawing the Hulk Oh, really? Yes. And I kind of think that this was like a tryout for her to draw the Hulk. Or maybe Stan Lee looked, hey, she did a pretty good job of drawing the Hulk. Because it was a few months later that she started beginning to draw um, the Hulk in Tales to Astonish, beginning with 99. Yes.
1: And she took over from Ditko in that one, too, right? No, I forget who she There was she... someone in between her and Ditko?
0: Yeah, I forget which one it was. I can look it up while we're doing this. But here's the interesting thing. She drew the last issue of the Hulk and Tales to Astonish. And she also drew the first issue of the new Incredible Hulk Credible Hulk title when they rebranded it and continued all the stash numbering. Which again Stan Lee was writing this during the time. So again, Stan must have really liked her. I mean you know, they're launching, you know, Tales to Astonish split up and they did submariner and the hulk. And to have her, you know, drawing the hulk, you know, kind of like, well, oh, Stan must have really, really liked her. I can't <clears throat> not only that, but she also drew the big team up in Tales to Stanish one hundred between the submariner and um, the Hulk, because that was the last the Hulk, regular yeah. issue,
1: wasn't it? Because Hulk was 101. No,
0: actually, they went. Um, no, no, it was actually. Um, there was 101 and then Incredible Hulk with one. I don't know why, but 102 ended up becoming the Incredible Hulk.
1: That was weird because uh. one, it was like Tales of Spence ended at, at 100 and 101 was cap.
0: Yeah, I think something like that.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. that was their big um, thing when they got rid of the the two the for books.
0: Yeah, what people don't realize is back um, during the Silver Age, Marvel was actually hooked up the distribution through DC Comics. And DC only allowed them to put out a certain number of books throughout the whole Silver Age. And at the end of the 60s, they got out of that contract, and that's when Marvel started to really just push the comic books all over the place. That's when you had tales to establish and tales of um, suspense split off into uh, more group books. You know, that um, Submariner Incredible Hulk was a 22-page full-length story, and she did the cover for it, too.
1: Yeah, I read that. It was one of the ones I went back to look at because I was just like going through them. And I noticed that she was doing that one. That one kind of caught my eye, and I sat and read it. I like it because I never was a big fan of Namor in comic solo. No, so I haven't read a lot um, of it. Werner Roth did the whole just before she did.
0: Okay. And hold on here. No, 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 no. Hold on. Wow, she actually did a quite. A, I'm sorry, she did a lot longer run on the Incredible Hulk than I thought oh, yeah. she did. Um, Bill Everett, it was the no, nope, that's still not right. Hold on.
1: No, he did well, some. Well, geez,
0: of... what did? I'm looking at the, the Marvel Wikipedia in there. Wow, she she did a lot.
1: She did you know, a lot more what, than I, I thought.
0: I I did not realize she did this much. Um. She goes all the way back right now to 90, 93 with the Silver Surfer and Incredible Hulk that she did. Um, wow, well, Marie, I'm, I am totally, I'm, I'm I'm totally I'm astonished. I'm totally astonished <laughs> that she threw this much. Um, they got Gil Kane. Gil Kane before Marie. And I'm not sure how long Gil Kane did it, but yeah. He did that
1: yeah so but well, that's when the bullpen so. was really small remember because she'd be in all those like bullpen things in the letter pages and stuff like that her and yes. the two women that were mentors to her and Flo what was Flo's last name she was a colorist and a letterer I forget
0: actually so, Flo, I think think St- her name Flo was,
1: Steinberg
0: I think it was yeah I think it was So, what did you learn about Marie while doing about this? we are looking about...
1: Well, more it was just the content that she drew because I didn't know her as a... I knew of her, and I had read maybe reprints of this, but I went back and I read like four or five of those Hulks and one of the the Doc Strange story, and I went, I don't think I've read these. These are great. Her monster in the first two Tales of Suspense with Doc Strange (coughs) that are on the app, that monster is so uniquely... It's... You know, she's trying to be show some continuity, but it's a nice little little design, and it's all her. I was, you know, I'm really familiar with her husband more than her because him is and he, Trimpy's Hulk is my Hulk. That's you know, my it's, favorite it's, it's
0: Hulk. It, it's interesting. When I was going through the uh, My World Unlimited app, there's a, they list the creators, and a lot of times they'll have pictures of the uh, creators.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They don't have a picture of Marie.
1: They don't have one. Kirby. Do they have one of her husband either? I don't think they have one for John.
0: I'm not sure, but both of them actually, she had pictures. I mean, they got other, I mean, not everybody has a picture. Yeah. But again, it's just like, they kind of like, they don't give the woman, the, like, read the amount of credit that she deserves. Yeah, Stanley was great, but her brother and her, I mean.
1: Oh, is that her brother? John was her brother, not her.
0: No, it was her brother, I
1: believe. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was her brother um you know she actually later on she did stuff like muppet babies did she yes she did the muppet babies um for the star comics she did the cover and then some of the interior stuff she's just she did um <clears throat> spider-man she did peter parker What was she doing peter parker's with spider-man Hold on here She was penciling Peter Parker's spectacular Spider-Man, also in 1980. Wow. Yep. I mean, she, she just, she's
1: still with us, right? She's not. She hasn't passed No, on.
0: she died of a stroke. Oh, when? Wow. Back in 2018 at
1: okay. 89.
0: Wow. And she did a lot of conventions and stuff. And it's, I mean, it, like Roy Thomas is still alive. These people, like new readers who don't know who these people are, really when they get the chance it's like really honor these creators you know because we're losing George Perez any day, day now I hate to say it but he's in hospice and you know people get a chance to say goodbye to him but some of these older creators creators like Maria I mean I never looked at him like wow maybe I had a chance in the past to go to a comic convention and say hey I really appreciate your stuff I did that with Joe Stanton Staton. Years ago, I went to a comic convention. Him and his wife were there, and I got a chance to sit there and say, "Hey, you know, I really admired your work. I really appreciate what you did." Um, he did a lot of all-star comics back in the day.
1: Yeah, we were taught Me and Billy were talking about that today. Uh, I'm, his uh, his origin of the Justice Society, the Paul Levitts, he drew it and Bob Layton named yes. it, is a masterpiece. And that splash page, he he turned that into a print. With all the ju- with all the Justice Society members standing there, it's a bu- it's a beautiful. I grew up on I grew up on him being my JSA artist, and then Green Lantern. He was he worked. God, how long did he grow, grow draw Green Lantern? A decade.
0: He he did Green Lantern a long time. Also, <clears throat> he he really did. Um, I just don't remember how. Much, you know, I don't think they got all those um, <sighs> Green Lanterns archived into the DC app.
1: Well, it's so spotty. It's it really weird what they keep and what they don't. A lot of the 70s stuff I like is on it, though, I've discovered. <laughs> the really obscure stuff, like, you know, okay, thank but you. But have, you have
0: one um, action comic still from the whole 70s um, on the, the DC app. That's it. One one action comic.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it does
0: So I, I forget which one it was. Um so did you did you get What else did you get? What else did you get a chance to read uh, about Marie Severinson? What, what other books did you read? Did you check
1: out? I really got stuck in the rabbit hole of the Hulk. I had not read that many Hulk issues <laughs> in a row, you know, because I went. To, I started reading it and I was jumping around just to look at credits and that she was drawn in the 90s. When I Googled her, and not Googled her, when I looked on the apps, how late she was contributing. Yes. That blew my mind. Because I thought she had retired like in the 80s or something, like the early no. 70s or 80s. Hold on, I say that. No. Um, it just, just, it made no sense to it made, Well, it just didn't click. I was like, really? Because I knew her from reading old comics and reading, you know, Stan talking about the bullpen and who was in the bullpen and, you know. Um...
0: You were right. It was uh, Flo Steinberg.
1: Flo Steinberg. Like she did some sort, she did some work on. What was it here? It is. She didn't do that
0: much outside of. Um, she did most of her work at Marvel.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is she, um, the one that struck me as odd is she did Doctor Strange uh, Sorcerer Supreme seventy number issue seventy eight, which <laughs> which is in nineteen. When the hell is this thing? I guess it's late eighties. Nineteen
0: ninety five. She did I got another one. She did Sergio Massacres Marvel number one where she was the anchor in ninety six. Wow. You know, and she did she did some so she did some of the um what if were not what if but the what the parody issues also.
1: Yeah. This is that she it looks like she, she did a Captain America yep. a Daredevil so it looks like she was just like, we need someone who can draw 22 pages in, in a week. And,
0: you know, I don't think many um, creators were also, at the time, she was pretty versatile because she was a colorist, an inker, and a penciler.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at some of the Hulk she did when uh, Darren, uh, what's his, hold on a second. Uh, Do you Dale, Dale Kiwan was the penciler, uh, and yes. David was the writer, she was the inker. See,
0: but she never wrote anything. I, she never, as far as I could tell, wrote anything. She did, um, the remember the uh X Men New Hope, um, fundraiser that they did,
1: yeah, vaguely.
0: She colored that one back in the, <clears throat> but she, yeah, she just randomly colored, colored different. It's like, well, we need a colorist. we we need an anchor. you know she didn't she didn't do long runs on any of those things,
1: yeah, it's because i when I was scrolling, it's like two or three issues in a row, like you know someone was on vacation or something, yep, yep, or someone would you know okay. we they had some anchor, someone had left, their contract had run up, they'd gone to the other you know people bounced between the two companies back then she was she didn't though she did she did not.
0: no, she did not. She was also the colorist of the Star Wars number one. Oh, really? That came out. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was talking to somebody about that at work the other day, how we were talking about, I was explaining to them, is like it came out before the movie.
0: It did. And people don't, again, don't realize that. Yeah, it actually came out before the movie. And the movie and the comic books are actually different in some places. She also was the colorist of the life of Pope John Paul II.
1: Hey, I had that. I remember when that sucker came, I was working in a comic shop and, it sold so many copies. Yes, it did. You're absolutely right. It was like it's saying people. Are, oh, I need three of that. It's going to be valuable. It's like, okay. You know, they printed like again, three million of them.
0: <laughs> you, you know, when people talk with Marvel again, they talk Stan Lee, and if you're lucky, they might bring up Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Sometimes we'll meet up. You know, sometimes her brother,
1: but I mean, John b c real... That's about what? it. Or John Busey. Yeah. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, and she was such a, a, a big workhorse. I mean, she did so much stuff that longtime time fans like you and I didn't realize, oh, she really did. She did that. She did that. I didn't. You know, you just hear the name but until you actually sit down and go, wow, she really did a lot of stuff. Um, hold on a second here. Let me see something. Talk for talk yourself for a second. Here, she might have actually wrote an annual of Amazing Spider-Man. Really?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm gonna check out real quick. Um... Where'd it go? I had it open to my search. Cause I just kind of spent like thirty minutes the other night just scrolling through. I was like, Jesus, when did she have what the? You know, it's like I know. Oh. what? What gets me is I might have noticed it if I had been reading in the nineties. I really fell out of a lot of comics, cause they were bad. They yeah. weren't. A, they were not good to me, and there are some rough spot. And it's it's a transition to. W- I've been having this conversation with people a lot about comics is how the writer became less important. You know, They were geared toward the big-name artist, and some of the books – I like – think Jim Lee's a wonderful illustrator. I really don't like his comic books because he doesn't really give the writer time to tell a story because it's all action and it's all posing. No, she didn't write. It was just a uh, misprinted uh,
0: wiki um, thing. It was okay. just her drawing, uh, drawing something again. Yeah, um, I mean, like I said, I do give Stanley credit, but it's like he's not the only one, folks. There are other creators. That, you oh know. yeah.
1: Oh, there are other writers, and people forget it's 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 Stan, Roy, and then it gets it gets a little hazy. Yeah. And, and it's like, well, there's Jerry Conway, and and everybody in America sees his name. Every day on television because he's the script editor for Law and Order. That's true. I forgot about that. He doesn't do comic books anymore. I don't think. No, either. he really has a disdain. I mean, he got teased. One of the guys. I had to go he, to make a living. He had to go do something else because comic artists are still treated as contractors. are underpaid. They have no health insurance. It's still shit. It's and, still shit work. Excuse my Yeah, plan. people.
0: Don't realize. That these creators, even today, they just, back then, they weren't treated with the respect that they deserved.
1: No, no. They were taken advantage of. Stan was one to take advantage of somebody. That was the business. He was good about people go, he steals credit. But I'm saying he also gives credit. I I think he gives gives, credit. He would promote, but he was a promoter. And part of being the promoter was being the showman. He understood that. And he he did a
0: great job of
1: that. He did a great. He kept he kept Marvel when it, even at its worst alive just by sheer force of will and promotion. You did know, he take more credit than he deserved. Yes, sometimes.
0: You know that, that reminds me. You're talking about um, at the end of the 1950s before the Fantastic Four. Um, Goodman, the publisher, like completely slashed Atlas Comics completely down to the bone. Where nobody could get any work at Atlas slash Marvel for several years, and Stan just ran out the inventory until Goodman found a guy. And when he, you know, was able to publish again, he brought all these other creators back, and that's also when Marie came back in. Yeah. You know, so I I
1: think he he treated he treated his creators okay, all things considered. Yes, he did. You know? he made sure they had work, and he he knew to bring in new talent. That's how yes. he got Roy, it's, and then Roy got Jerry, and then they got Lynn, then they got Marv. You know, you know I, it I, became I, a secular thing is I'm going to teach you, and I'm going to hand the book off to you, and then I'm going to be, you know, when it became Roy was the editor-in-chief. Yes. And was Jerry Conway ever editor-in-chief? I believe he was for a period of time. And then yeah. it was Ma- Len. And then it was Marv. Was Marv, was never, Marv was never editor-in-chief of Marvel. He left. Before I it, think he was. Was he? I think
0: he was <clears throat> briefly.
1: Briefly, yeah. I thought he had left to go to D.C. to do what he wanted to do.
0: No, not yet. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Because I no. know we, we 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 kind
1: of went all over the place. Yes, I'm sorry. I do that. No, at no, that's okay.
0: <laughs> you know, I, th- th- this these interviews. He was, uh, excuse me. He was um, an editor in chief from '75 to '76. Actually Goodwin was from '76 to
1: '78. So, after, yeah, they used, to, they used to go through him and it's yeah, not—it's uh, really Warren not till Jim Shooter. He's there for about yeah. four or five years.
0: Well, here's you know, and I don't like to dog people, and like with Stan Lee or even Jim Shooter. You either really, really like the person, or you really, really dislike the person. And either way, you don't find the middle ground that Stan Lee wasn't great, he wasn't bad, he was a person. Same thing with Jim Shooter. People yeah. miss that middle ground. of you know They want to put Stan Lee on a pedestal, or they want to, like, well, he took everything from Jack Kirby and Steve Dick. I'm like, no, 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 it's somewhere in the middle, and that's where people need to.
1: Yeah. It's like and with out. Jim Shooter, it's like, was he the greatest writer? No. But he was a good idea, man. And some of his stuff sticks. Yeah. His late... his. His when he was writing Legion at fourteen, that's some of the best Legion ever written.
0: Yes, we should actually talk about um, in a future episode. We actually should talk about Jimmy Shearer next.
1: Yeah, yeah, because uh, and then his his Marvel at leadership at Marvel's not it's there's stuff in it that I make fun of him for, but it's pretty good. They're well, pretty again, good comics.
0: Well, again, before we wrap it up. He was also caught in a, in a, in a hard way because, oh, yeah. you know, he had people up top, people below, trying to make everything work, <clears throat> you know. I mean, was he a perfect? No. But he wasn't no. like that demonized person either. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thank you, Ross, for um, joining me today. There'll be a link in um, the show notes plus um, the website, fantasticcomicfan.com. So thanks again, Ross. I'm going to end this and, uh, Hope to see you again
1: here. All right, my man. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Again,
0: I would love to hear from you, a fantastic comic fan, at gmail.com. Remember, new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope to see you next time.